Hello, everyone. My name is Sarah, and it is a pleasure to welcome you to my chair. In all four Gospels are recorded in numerous occasions when Jesus said, follow me. Jesus invites his followers to spend time with him, to learn from him, and to follow his ways. That's the journey we'll be taking together through this Lenten season. I'm so glad you've joined me. We're pausing in the middle of our week to reflect on a passage from Mark's Gospel. As usual, before we read together, let's get some context. In Mark 8, John feed, or I'm sorry, in Mark 8, Jesus, not John, feeds the 4,000. He chastises the Pharisees a little bit, he heals a blind man, and after this, after seeing all that Jesus has done and hearing his words, Peter makes a profound confession. Jesus asks the question, who do you say that I am? And in Mark 8, 29, Peter says, you are the Christ. This is a really big deal. Peter is saying that Jesus is the one that Israel has been waiting for. Jesus is the Messiah, the one who will save them. What happens next? Jesus tells his disciples that he will die. And Peter quickly jumps in to contradict him. I mean, how could the Messiah save his people if he dies, right? Peter doesn't fully get it. No one really does. But Jesus is so patient. He's going to keep teaching and keep showing who he is and what his purpose is. So let's read from Mark chapter 9, verses 1 through 10. And after six days, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became radiant, intensely white, as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses, and they were talking with Jesus. And Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. For he did not know what to say, for they were terrified. And a cloud overshadowed them, and a voice came out of the cloud. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. And suddenly, looking around, they no longer saw anyone with them but Jesus only. And as they were coming down the mountain, he charged them not to tell anyone what they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. So they kept the matter to themselves, questioning what this rising from the dead might mean. There are so many incredible things happening here. But for the sake of our time, I just want to focus on Peter. Put yourself in his shoes. Jesus has literally blown up his life. All he expected to be was a fisherman, but now here he is following a rabbi who's perhaps the most famous of his day. And not only that, but this rabbi is doing miracle after miracle, putting the Pharisees in their place, teaching with a wisdom the people haven't ever heard before. Peter is convinced this is the Messiah. He's the one. He's going to save Israel. He's going to overthrow the Roman oppression. He's going to restore justice. And Peter, he gets to be a witness. More than that, he's in tight with Jesus. He's going to be part of the kingdom building that's coming. And so now here he is. He's standing on this mountain, and Jesus is talking to Moses and Elijah. What? This is amazing. Hey, Jesus, let's hang out here for a while. In his fear and astonishment, Peter blurts out something crazy. <laughs> this kind of seems to be a recurring theme with him. And in case he's thinking about doing it again, Jesus tells him, hey, let's keep quiet about this until after my resurrection. Now, remember, Jesus has already told them that he would die, but they didn't get it. I mean, dying, rising from the dead, how does that fit with who they expect the Christ and the Messiah to be? So here we are, and we're looking back on this story. We have the Old Testament and the New Testament. We know that Jesus is both the fulfillment of the law and the prophets, that both Moses and Elijah looked ahead to the day when the Messiah would come and save God's people. And we know what Peter and the disciples couldn't figure out, that in order to save us, Jesus had to die first and then defeat death, that he had to take on our punishment and then overcome it. And in doing so, the full blessing of God is now available to all peoples of all nations through Jesus, the Savior of the whole world. 
But before we get smug and smile cutely at Peter for his ignorance and his missteps, maybe, just maybe, you and I should pause and consider, do we really get it? Do we get Jesus? Do we get the gospel? Do we get his mission? Is there something in our lives right now that we don't get? And how could this be from God? How does this fit with my, I mean, his plan? Perhaps we're more like Peter than we care to admit. Yes, we know about Jesus as Savior, but have we gotten lazy about following him and seeking him and trusting him? Peter thought he knew who Jesus was, and he didn't get it. We think we know who Jesus is. Do we really get it? Perhaps it will take a lifetime. I'm in. Are you? God, thank you that you have revealed yourself to us through your word, through your son Jesus, and through the spirit inside us. May we never assume to have all knowledge and understanding. Humble us and call our hearts and our minds to deeper knowing, to greater wisdom, to more of you. Amen. Thank you for joining me in my chair today. If you'd like to share something with me about your own Lenten journey, you can find me at Sarah, with an H, at whoisgrace.com. If you've been encouraged, please like, subscribe, and share this podcast. And for more resources from Grace Church, visit whoisgrace.com forward slash read.